Oh, thank you. Uh, here's part three of U.S. President number 11, James K. Polk. Historical reputation. Polk's historical reputation was largely formed by the attacks made on him in his own time. Whig politicians claimed that he was drawn from a well-deserved obscurity. Sam Houston is said to have observed that Polk was a victim of the use of water as a beverage. Senator Tom Corwin of Ohio remarked James K. Polk of Tennessee after that, who was saved? The Republican historians of the 19th century inherited his view. Polk was a compromise between the Democrats of the North, like David Wilmot and Silas Wright, and Southern plantation owners by, led by John C. Calhoun. The Northern Democrats thought that when they did not get their way, it was because he was a tool of the slaveholders, and the conservatives of the South insisted that he was the tool of the Northern Democrats. These views were long reflected in the historical literature until Arthur M. Schlesinger, Jr. and Bernard DeVoto argued that Polk was nobody's tool but set his own goals and achieved them. Polls of historians and political scientists have generally ranked Polk as an above-average president, and Polk tends to high, rank higher than every other president who served between the presidents of Andrew Jackson and Abraham Lincoln. The 2018 poll of the American Political Science Association's Presidents and Executive Politics section ranked Polk as the 21st best president. A 2017 C-SPAN poll of historians ranked Polk as the 14th best president. Polk biographers over the years have sized up the magnitude of Polk's achievements and his legacy, particularly his two most recent. There are three key reasons why James K. Polk deserves recognition as a significant or influential American president. Walter Bornman wrote, First, Polk accomplished the objectives of his presidential term as he defined them. Second, he was the most divisive chief executive before the Civil War. And third, he greatly expanded the executive power of the presidency, particularly his war powers, his role as commander-in-chief, and his oversight of the executive branch. Political scientist Leonard White summed up Polk's command system. He determined the general strategy of military and naval operations. He chose commanding officers. He gave personal attention to supply problems. He energized so far as he could the general staff. He controlled the military and naval estimates, and he used the cabinets as a major coordinate agency for the conduct of the campaign. While Polk's legacy thus takes many forms, the most outstanding is the map of the continental United States, whose land mass he increased by a third. To look at that map, Robert Mary concluded, and to take into in the western and southwest expanse included in it, it is to see the magnitude of Polk's presidential competence accomplishments. Though there were powerful forces compelling Americans to the Pacific Ocean, some historians such as Gary Cornblith have posited that a clay presidency would have seen the permanent independence of Texas and California. Nevertheless, Polk's aggressive expansionism has been criticized on ethical grounds. He believed in manifest destiny even more than most did. Referencing the Mexican-American War, ex-president Ulysses S. Grant stated that I was bitterly opposed to the Texas annexation and to this day regard the war which resulted as one of the most unjust year ever waged by a stronger against a weaker nation. It was an instance of, of a republic following the bad example of European monarchies in not concerned justice in their desire to acquire additional territory. Whig politicians, including Abraham Lincoln and John Quincy Adams, contended that the Texas annexation and the Mexican secession enhanced pro, the pro-slavery factions of the United States. Unsatisfactory conditions paint pertaining to the status of slavery in the territories acquiring during the Polk administration led to the Compromise of 1850, 
one of the primary factors in the establishment of the Republican Party and later the beginning of the Civil War. Thank you for listening to U.S. President number 11, James K. Polk. Hope you enjoyed this uh, episode, three-part episode. Uh, Next week will be U.S. President number 12, Zachary Taylor. I hope you stay safe, stay home if you can. Practice social distancing if you do go out. Wear a mask, wash your hands, use universal precautions during this coronavirus pandemic as we look forward to a normalcy, if that can ever happen. And have a good week. Thank you for listening.